we got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Stuart Stevens caught my eye with a piece that he published in the New Republic under the headline, Just Say It, Democrats. Biden has been a great president. Made all the more interesting, by the way, because of his background. He's a former Republican political consultant now working with the Lincoln Project, author, among other things, most recently of It Was All a Lie, How the Republican Party Became Donald Trump. By the way, he is a seventh generation Mississippian. Hey, Stuart, here's the question. If you grow up uh, as one of seven generations in Mississippi, when you play football with your buddies, do you say one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi when you're rushing? Because that's what we do. Well, we actually do. We, we're just surprised that anybody else does it. We thought that was just a local thing. Where did yes, that come from? And I mean, like, I'd love to know, how did that begin? That's a fascinating question, Michael. You need, like, an etymologist on your show to get that. That's a very <laughs> interesting question. Um, well, yes. Uh, I don't know. Um, but it's great to be on your show. I'm a huge fan, man. You're nice long, to long time. Long, oh, long, you're nice to say candy. that. Thank you. Well, this piece is really great. I mean, because of because of your chops, because of your resume and the critical role that you've played in so many campaigns over the year that you should now be saying to Democrats, you're handling this all wrong. Here's the way you begin a plea to my Democratic friends. It's time to start calling Joe Biden a great president, not a good one, not a better choice than Donald Trump. Joe Biden is a historically great president. Say it with passion, backed by the conviction that it is true. And then further along, you say, don't go into 2024 with the game plan that to win, you're going to win because Trump is an existential threat. Why is that not enough? It seems like it worked last time. Oh, look, I mean, I think you could win that way, but I think it's like anything. Um, you, You want to have all the advantages on your side. And I think that there is this strange reluctance, uh, among my new democratic friends, um, to be uh, confident and to sort of walk with some swagger here. Um, you know, as somebody that worked in the Republican Party for almost 30 years, including in Pennsylvania, worked for Tom Ridge, um, you know, if there was a Republican president that had done half of what Joe Biden has done, we would be, you know, debating, like, where on Mount Rushmore he should go. Um, and I, I think that... I don't really understand this in the Democratic Party, but uh, I I wish they would change because by any measure, when you look at Joe Biden's record, it is an extraordinary record of achievement. Okay, what are you thinking of, Stuart? Tick off a couple of things that are top of mind for you in making that case. Yeah. I I mean, if you had a child that was born the first week that Republicans were trying to their first infrastructure week, they were almost headed to the first grade by the time Democrats passed it. The largest public works program in the history of the country. 
And that's evident by the fact that you have Republicans around the country who voted against it, who are running ads bragging about saying vote for me for what the, uh, what the money from the uh, Infrastructure Act accomplished. Um, yeah, this, that finally, we did something with the CHIPS bill. I mean, that is an extraordinary achievement. You have the lowest rate of unemployment uh, on record among minorities, one of the lowest records ever. You have full unemployment in America now. Um, the stock market is hitting record highs. Um, we're producing more gas now than uh, any country in the world, including Saudi Arabia uh, and Russia. Uh, gas prices have gone down. They're now lower than they were, say, in 1965, adjusted for inflation. Um, and inflation's going down. Um, and, and, you know, listen, you have honest Republican-leaning economists who are saying they did not think this was possible. This is extraordinary. What has happened here has not happened before. Um, and it should be uh, considered a great achievement. We have the strongest economy in the Western world. That's not bad, you know? Um, well, and, and when, you're looking, when you're looking at things on a global perspective, I guess Stuart Stevens would also say he's held the NATO alliance together against Russia, given the invasion of Ukraine. And perhaps you'd put on that list, although this is now a little bit more controversial, but he's been a, a good friend and ally of Israel. I would definitely say all those things that I think I did in the piece. I mean, what what he has done in Europe, uh, holding this coalition together, is extraordinary. And look, uh, I'm of an age that my dad and my uncle fought in World War II. I find it just unbelievable that the party that I joined that was defined by Ronald Reagan, standing in front of the Berlin Wall, saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall that the pro-Putin element of American politics is now within the Republican Party. That that is the most extraordinary reversal. It's as if in the middle of the game they decided to switch jerseys. And I think it's disgraceful. And you have Tucker Carlson over there who is really beyond the pale of any of the sort of 1930s Americans that fell in love with some uh, idea of the Soviet Union that never existed. I mean, he is making the New York Times correspondent Walter Durante, who basically worked for Stalin for 14 years, look like a, a, a real patriot. It's disgraceful. Stuart Stevens, um, can I just read a, a paragraph from the piece that you published, which, by the way, is in all my social media right now? Uh, after summarizing your litany of Biden's accomplishments, you say this. What is most amazing is that Biden got all this done in a world in which the majority of Republicans believe he is not a legal president. Ponder that for a minute. You are a White House staffer working to help pass Biden initiatives, and you are dealing with members of Congress and senators who don't just disagree with your boss. They think he's an illegitimate president. I would also add to your list the fact that he's been able to achieve whatever it is he's been able to achieve with divided government. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've had a lot of friends that worked uh, in the White House, Um I never did, which is a credit to the president that they didn't hire me. Um, but, you know, they go up on the hill. You're trying to make friends. 
that's the business of the business of governing is the business of compromise in a civil society. So how do you walk into somebody's office and you say, look, we may not agree on this and that, but let's try to work this out. And that person's boss or that person thinks that you're working for someone who stole the White House. Where do you begin to have a conversation like that? Um, you know, I worked in five presidential races, won some, lost some. But I never went to bed. I worked for Mitt Romney. The night Mitt Romney lost, I didn't go to bed fearing for the country. I went to bed tired and disappointed. And that's how it's supposed to work. And that's not how it is now. I mean, the essence of democracy, the, the, the one underlying principle without which you cannot have a democracy, is someone has to be willing to lose. That's how it works. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Michael Smirconish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Let me ask you this question. So uh, I think you've, you've made a strong argument. Is it that this is something Biden and those around him are not doing, making his case and saying out loud he's been a great president? Or is it that they are saying it and nobody's listening? Well, you know, I, I, I think that well, first of all, I think the Biden campaign and their political operation is uh, operates at the highest level. Uh, defeating an incumbent president is extraordinarily difficult, particularly now that we don't have federal funding where both candidates got the same amount of money, which leveled the playing field. I mean, the last incumbent president who was not in the federal funding system who lost was Herbert Hoover until Donald Trump. And he had a bad year. So I, I don't think that they're, uh, they get enough respect for their political operation in the Biden campaign. Um, I, I, listen, I, I, it's difficult for a president to go out and call himself a great president. I mean, we wouldn't like that any more than you know, we, we, we like somebody on our sports team that says they're the greatest. You want other people to say that. That's the role of uh, those around the president, like congressmen, senators, uh, state party chairs, governors. They should be saying this. 
And they should say it with real conviction. There should be no hesitancy or tension. Okay, but they're probably but they're probably afraid to say it because he's got a 38 or 39 percent approval rating. And we haven't addressed this elephant in the room. Three quarters of folks think he's too old. Yeah. And he's not going to get any younger. Right. Um, I uh, look, I, I think that's the reason you should say it. You know, if you look at this administration, Michael, and we elect administrations, we elect presidents, but they form administrations. So we're really electing administrations. This is the youngest administration in our lifetime, Michael. Um, you have extraordinarily uh, talented people who are working in all of these departments, from the Secretary of State you know, to, to, to housing to the vice president, that are of a different generation. So compare that to Donald Trump. What did Donald Trump do? He got a bunch of old white men in office. Let's get the guy who ran Exxon to be Secretary of State. Let's get uh, somebody from Wall Street who's my age that I know. Um, And that's what Trump will do again. So I think that there is a reason that the best voting group that Joe Biden had in 2020 was under 30 voters. Let's think about that. They voted for the oldest president in our history, and they were the youngest group of voters. They saw something. And there's actually a lot of data that younger voters vote more by uh, issues and accomplishments than they do by personality. Um, So that's what they should be talking about. And what the the plans and what he's done and what he would do is much more future-oriented than Donald Trump. What are Donald Trump's plans? Retribution? You know, I'm going to go and pardon everybody that tried to overthrow the government. Okay, I got that. Um, I'm going to try to militarize the government, the military, try to politicize the military so they can attack other Americans. I got that. Um, I'm going to build these large sort of concentration camps on the border. At least I say I'm going to do that. Um, really? Is that really going to improve? people's lives do people really care about well, what stuff? i what i, I most don't... often what i most often hear from from trump supporters who call is to say that in, fa- in fact there's a way now that it gets said i don't agree with what he says i agree with what he does and if i then say okay tell me specifically what policy that it is that he uh, carries out that you approve of they'll they'll speak of course of border security or the cutting of regulation or the cutting of taxes and also just the perception of vigor that they think he brings to the table that Biden does not. I, I have a question for Stuart Stevens. And by the way, thank you for being so gracious with your time. Because of the, the circles in which you work and are respected, I'm curious, what has been the reaction to the New Republic piece? What what are people saying to you who are in the game? Um, well, look, we have my old Republican friends. Um, yeah, and, and Democrats, most importantly. Um, I think a, a lot of Democrats, uh, the people that have reached out to me uh, on the Democratic side have been saying, you know, thank God someone's saying this. We should right. say this more. Mm-hmm. Um, my old Republican friends, first of all, when you oppose your own party, you find out pretty quickly who your real friends are, as opposed to people that, you know, you were sort of friends of uh, convenience with. Um, all of my friends, we've just decided we don't talk about politics, um, because there's no point in talking about politics, but you know, I, 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 this is extraordinary to me that people want to go back to the Trump era. Think about that. 
So we're going to go. He's the only president since Hoover to leave office with more jobs. You can say that's because of COVID. How did he handle COVID? I mean, he, he didn't say use bleach because he was old. He said it because he's stupid. And that's not going to change. He had this chaotic administration, more turnover than any administration in modern history. Uh, every day you had to wake up and be confronted with Donald Trump. And one of the great advantages of a civil society is not having to think about the government. Who, who the heck wants to wake up and wonder what kind of mood is the president in today? Okay, so Stuart, Stuart, then why, then why do you, then why do you think, and you, you see all the data that I do, and and more yep, probably, yep. but but why in the battleground states, why in the national polls, why is Donald Trump today defeating him? Well, I think that's why we have campaigns, um, and you know, I I remember well uh, as someone who supported uh, George Bush against Bill Clinton, how that was in the spring of. Uh, even as late as June of uh, 1992, Bill Clinton was running third, third, not second, third. Um, and these things, uh, I think, will change when it becomes really a choice. I do think that the approval numbers of the presidency are historically disconnected from the vote share. There's some evidence to show that. There's polls out in New Hampshire and in Pennsylvania, recent polls. It showed the approval of the president, 38, and he was winning the state by nine points. So why does that happen? I think that, you know, for the first time, to go back to this, we have majority of the other party that doesn't believe the president is a legal president. So if you believe that, what can I tell you to like the president? You say, okay, I know you think he stole the White House, but what about that infrastructure bill, baby? I mean, it's ridiculous. And if, if I was polling in this race, and I kind of am in the Lincoln Project a little bit, um, I would do a screening question the way you do. Are you registered to vote? I'd say, do you believe that Joe Biden is a legally elected president? And if you said no, I'd say thank you very much, and I'd disconnect. Why do you need to talk to those voters? There's absolutely well, because, nothing you can say. Well, but, but Okay, but um, otherwise they're not going to be represented in your data, and they exist, and they'll vote. Then you'd get a skewed they'll poll. Vote. They'll vote. I don't think that – I mean, this is one of our beliefs in the Lincoln Project. Um, that, you, you, that group of voters uh, – are the, by far the most difficult voters to, to switch. Um, you know, one way to look at this election is Biden won by 7 million. What he really needs is repeat customers. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. And how many voters do we know who were Biden 20 voters who are now Trump 24 voters? I don't think very many. And uh, uh, politics is ultimately about addition. Donald Trump's best group in many ways, he performed like a normal Republican. His best group were those who make over $100,000 a year. He's not a working-class candidate. He's always lost to working class. He's won the white working class, but he's lost to uh, overall working class. Um, and I, they're older voters. There are fewer of those older voters in the marketplace, and there's a lot more younger voters, which is why if you look at something like Israel and Hamas war, it is very troubling for Democrats how this has divided younger voters. I don't really know what to say about that, except I don't believe it will have the intensity and the passion that it has today come October 15th. Stuart, that's just how our politics works. 
Wipe, wipe, um, the sl- wipe the slate clean. Think of it in these terms. Michael had this really smart guy who's been running Republican campaigns for his whole life. Now he's with the Lincoln Project. He's no longer in Donald Trump's incarnation of the GOP. And, and he wanted us all to know what? Give us the takeaway. Uh, that democracy is on the ballot. That the Republican Party that I knew and I helped build does no longer exist. And that Republican Party is not going to come back. Look at how Donald Trump is attacking Nikki Haley. The only way to build a center-right party that is sane and governing is to defeat the current party. And nothing else matters. All that other stuff we used to argue about, tax rates, all of that, it doesn't matter if we don't have a democracy. And that is what is on the ballot in this race. And what we have to do to save a center-right party is to kill this center-right party. Thank you, Stuart. I really appreciate it. It's a provocative argument, a great piece that you wrote, and, and I'm grateful for your time. Thank you, Michael. Huge fan. All the Stuart, best. Stuart, no one wants to hear your flattery except me. Stuart Stevens, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Okay, there you go. There's the case. No one's made the case the way he's made the case here recently. Just say it, he argues. Just say it, Democrats. Biden's been a great president. Did you find that compelling? Why don't more people say that? By the way, who are Democrats? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Stuart Stevens just made the case. Say it, Democrats. Biden has been a great president. David, you're in Rehoboth. Did you find that convincing? I did. I thought your guess was uh, dead on. Um, you know, I, I'll go to Papa Bush. The guy brought us back from Vietnam type in our victory in the Middle East. He ended the Cold War. He could have retired after one term and been one of the greatest presidents we ever had. I I think Biden's in the same boat. He could. I I worry that Biden gets reelected and he, he has a Woodrow Wilson stroke, and all that gets washed away, and he's going to be the guy they had to remove with the 25th Amendment. Why uh, won't? I mean, the question it, is, the que- I can answer my own question. If, if he was compelling, thank you, David, I'm getting some feedback, so I'm cutting you loose. If he was compelling, the question becomes, why aren't Democrats saying it? This is a pitch to Democrats. 
because I agree with Stuart Stevens that no one wants to hear the candidate say it, right? Um, the reason people aren't going to say it who are in his own party is because of the 38% and the 75%. The disapproval rating and the concern over his age. That's the answer. Jim, did you find any of that convincing? Thank you for your phone call from Atlanta. Uh, uh, well, y- yes, I did. If people stopped and thought about it, but many people, you know, don't necessarily stop and think about long-term economic issues. My concern is that the Democrats and Biden administration appears to be tone deaf on immigration, on apparently rising crime, on these DEI initiatives, which many people feel is basically reverse discrimination, and transgender athletes. Those types of, of issues, people, a lot of people relate to and push them towards Republicans and against Democrats. And they sort of ignore this big picture economic stuff. That's just by, by the way, by the way, each of the things that you identified is a is a very strong get out the vote initiative. Democrats have abortion, how abortion stacks up to the border. I don't know. I agree with what you've said. With one caveat, I wonder if Republicans have shot themselves in the foot on their strongest issue, which is border control, border security, given that they torpedoed whatever it is that was coming out of the Senate in a bipartisan way. I, I think they've they've upped the ante for Democrats to say, wait a minute, we gave you something and you wouldn't even take it. Well, I would hope so. But if you listen to the Republicans talking heads they totally distort what that uh, proposal was, and the Democrats really need to push back hard on that. Jim, thanks for all your thoughts. Appreciate it very much. Thousand Oaks is where Hugo is standing by. Hugo, you just heard Stuart Stevens make the case that Joe Biden's been a great president and Democrats ought to say it. You know, Michael, my problem with the Democratic Party is why don't we just realize that his cognitive decline and his age is solely the problem. No matter what he does, no matter what policies, no matter how great the economy does, the argument is always going to be, okay, great. This is as good as it's got. It's only going to get worse. And people aren't buying it. They're just not going to jump on board no matter what Joe Biden does. And I loved what he's done. I think he's done an amazing job. But Democratic Party just can't get past you know i love what stewart said about well you know he runs a great campaign it's not going to take away from the fact that his age is what it is and it isn't going to make a difference to the you know 70 percent of the people that think he's too old to run what it, what, what ails what i think what ails him doesn't get better you know the economy ebbs and flows the situation in the middle east may get better may get worse the situation in ukraine i mean you know fill in the blank all of these issues have an up or down nature to them but it comes for all of us, right? That this issue doesn't get better. We don't wake up on a particular day and say, "My God, he's he's got a bounce in his step and looks terrific today," and that's going to last. So it's it's hard. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on SiriusXM's POTUS Channel One Twenty Four live weekdays from nine a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for independent minds.